Hill coming to you live from the Days in West in Oklahoma City. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Mike Janela Show. <laughs> little homage there to Brent Musburger, who uh, one of the all-time greats in broadcasting, one of my favorites, calling his last game of his career tonight, uh, the night that we're recording this podcast. So I wanted to give Brent a little shout-out. But we do move on, and I am indeed uh, in Oklahoma on my way back to the East Coast here recording my 40th podcast episode. Hopefully it won't be my last, and I'm doing this. Today, making history, because for the first time in Mike Janela Show history, we have multiple guests on the line because we're doing a Super Bowl Ooh. preview. And I decided to get on a couple of super fans for each of the teams playing on Sunday in Houston from the Atlanta Falcons and New England Patriots fan bases, respectively. Brian Dumas, Stephanie Arpea, officially. What's going on, guys? Hey, man. Mike, thank hey. you. Hey. Hey, guys, this is so much fun. And uh, there's a little hesitation there on the name because uh, Brian, Stephanie, and I all went to school together, Syracuse, uh, a decade ago, more than that, which is scary. And uh, we know her as Steph Cohen, but she got married last year, so it's the the new official name. But uh, anyway, guys, thanks so much. And like I said, basically, I really don't know who to root for in this Super Bowl. I'm kind of on the fence about it, so I wanted to bring you guys both in to try and convince me who I should be cheering for on Sunday. And uh, before we get to all that, I guess I want to let you guys floss a little bit and get your, your fan credentials out there. Why are you on the show? Why are you such a huge fan of your team? So, um, And tell us a little bit about yourself, too. Make it happen. So, um, ladies first, I guess. Stephanie, why should, why should we believe you as a, as a huge Patriots fan that you have some credibility in this podcast episode? Yes. Winners first, I think. So oh, actually, it's already starting. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned my, my change in name. I think probably for the purpose of this podcast and for watching the game, I should probably go by my maiden name. Not a huge winner in my household currently with the Pats being in the Super Bowl, but that's okay. So um, I grew up in New Hampshire, part of the six states of New England, which is uh, all you need to know about why I'm a Pats fan. We're pretty loyal up there in the, the cold north. Uh, my parents have been season ticket holders since before I was born, I think. And it's just always run through our blood in the Cohen family. So huge fans. Um, I was pretty blessed when I was younger. Got to see a lot of winning teams and had, you know, the greatest quarterback of all time. So no brainer. And uh, we should note that your husband is a uh, Jets fan, which is why this whole made a name thing for the podcast may be what we end up going with. Um, all right, Brian, <laughs> uh, Brian, who's actually been on my podcast before. Uh, if you guys go back uh, to MikeJanella.com or if you subscribe on iTunes, go back. One of my early guests, he has one of the coolest uh, Instagram accounts you'll ever follow. So make sure to listen to Brian's exclusive episode uh, if you want to go back in the archives. But uh, A-Town, give us your uh, your Falcons credentials, my man. Sweetheart, Mike. Thank you, and thank you again for the honor. It's it's always a joy to be on your show, man. I know that uh, you know a lot of people. You do a lot of things, and and to to have been asked to be on this thing twice is uh, it's humbling. So I appreciate it, Mike. Just to let you know, but, uh, fl- flattery and kissing up will not make me more of a Falcon supporter no, no, no. at all. But I, I, I have all texts for for that for that purpose. All right, but I, awesome. I just <laughs> know that I do appreciate it, man. No, nah, man, means a lot. Concerned. I am born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I've I've been a Braves, Falcons. Hawks fan my entire life. I've only rooted for four teams ever in my life, Braves, Hawks, Falcons, and now the Syracuse Orange. That's never waver, and it never will. Um, I've, been, I've been there for the, the good times and the bad. I've seen the Braves go from worst to first. I've seen them win the World Series. I've seen them win 14 straight pennants, only to lose in the World Series four times. 
I've seen the Falcons make it to the Super Bowl only to have the starting free safety arrested the night before the game. I've been there. I've done it. I've, I've been in the Georgia Dome when Mike Vick broke his ankle in preseason football prior to a season. I've seen it happen. I've experienced the highest highs and the lowest lows, and, and I can honestly say that this is the best Falcons team that I've ever witnessed in my 31 years of being a fan. And now I just have to see if they can get that, that cherry on top. All right, so if you listeners aren't convinced yet that these two aren't the people to talk to about this big game, Super Bowl 51, I don't know what else to tell you. Um, but let's, let's get rocking. So I think the way it's going to work – actually, you know what? So since the last time you were on, Brian and Stephanie, I don't know how much you've been listening lately. I've been doing some new wrinkles on the show. All the time. All right, I love it. Uh, one of the new things I do now with every guest, so you guys are no different, I ask you before we get kind of into the meat of the show, what's the best thing that's happened to you – this week, just trying to get things started on a nice foot. So it doesn't have to be football-related. Maybe, you know, your team's making the Super Bowl is the answer to this question. But uh, since Steph went first last time, uh, Brian, let's go to you first. Man, what's the best thing that's happened to you, anything on the table, in the last week? Well, in the last seven days, right? So since last Tuesday, officially, or whenever, a week from, yep, a that's week from, it. This, a week from this moment. That's it. I have... Put my two weeks notice in. I, I worked my last day at my job. I have signed a lease for a new apartment. And I will be beginning a new job in another four days. So the best things that happened to me last week are still happening. But it would be finishing an old job, starting a new job, and, and getting a new apartment within that same seven days. Man, that is a lot going on. Steph, can you wow. top that at Congrats. all? <laughs> That's it. Good I stuff, mean, man. you know, I don't know if I have anything quite that life-changing, but for me, the, the, the best thing is finding out that I am actually going to Houston this weekend, Ooh. and I will be Whoa. at the Super Bowl. Um, I did not know that before we organized this. My mom and dad are with me. Wow. Yeah. I know. I'm uh I'm pretty pumped. I was gonna ask if Mr. Superfan, you know, over here is, is going to Houston, but uh, I think I know the answer. Um so I will be there. My mom and dad are coming. My dad has never been to a Super Bowl, so this is a true bucket list item for him. Amazing. Um so I'm pumped. Wow. Enjoy. I've already been to two plus my, my Super Bowl tickets. That that money went to a first month's rent and security deposit this thing. <laughs> Can't blame you for that. Falcons get back. Yeah, when they go for the repeat next year, right? Then you can be there for that one. Um, that's Wonderful. awesome. Wow. So, uh, Steph, so you got some extra skin in the game here, obviously, which is great. So, yes. Um, all right, cool. So, let's get into it then. And I have my reasons for each side, why I can see myself rooting for both sides. But I think before I share that, let's go to, like, opening arguments. Um, so, let's go with uh, – let's just keep alternating. So, back to Stephanie going first now. Um, so, Steph, you tell me – Give me like the opening argument why come Sunday when you're there in the stands and I'm watching probably in some hotel room, Motel 6 in Kansas City, wherever I'm going to be uh, at the time. Why should I be rooting for the Pats to pull this one out? All right. Other than the sheer joy that your dear friend will experience from a win, putting that aside, uh, my, my biggest argument for you is that I think any fan of the NFL would want to see that moment at the end of the game of Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the NFL, handing the trophy over to Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. I think anyone who's been following the NFL this past year and really the past couple of years wants to see that moment of Roger Goodell having to kind of swallow his pride and hand over this, you know, the ultimate trophy to these guys and there there's just been so much drama and tension between the two parties especially over the last two years 
uh, I think you're going to want to see that moment. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good. It's on my list. You're already. You're kind of like uh, reading my mind. It's one of the things that I would definitely be interested in seeing uh, for sure. So, Brian, how do you uh, a respond to that? And b, uh, what other opening arguments do you have for for Team Atlanta? Listen, I just vomited in my mouth when I heard that. No one wants. To, <laughs> no one wants to see that moment. I want to see that moment as much as I wanted to see Barack Obama hand the White House over to Donald Trump. Oh, already? That's early to pull the Trump card. Uh, yeah, we're like 10 minutes in and we got the Trump card. I believe Donald Trump is a Patriots fan, and I'm, I'm pretty sure uh. that he and Tom Brady are pretty are pretty cozy. So if, if, if for no other reason, I feel like the Falcons are America's team this year in the sense that everyone else outside of the six states of, of New England or whatever you just called it, Steph, and the other 44 states are going to be going for Atlanta. And probably some of the folks in those six states are going to be going for Atlanta. So, so, so Mike's going to be a bandwagoner then. He is just going to get lumped right in with bandwagon. the rest he's of the be, country. He's going to be an American. He's going to be an American. He's going to do what's right. <laughs> and for society and for the culture, he's going to go for the, for the, for the team that, oh. that deserves to win, the team that doesn't cheat. Oh, man. Oh, no, you, got, you guys do have that crowd that crowd noise pumping in thing, too. So you listen, can't play the cheating listen, card, the no cheating card. Listen, crowd noise versus a lengthy history. Like, I mean, like you guys have a rap sheet at this point. Right? Uh, none of it's like, proven. If, I, if I, I mean, if I, ran a, if I ran a credit report on the Patriots right now, <laughs> I would probably be like two or three pages of, of violations. Because no, come on. I love. All I right, love. We're I love that. Courts have to be passed, right? At some point, democracy has to stand up. At some point, winning on merit has to has to has to win out. And All I right, think. Well, I think that's what this year. year is about for the Pats. I mean, this I think, is their year to say we can win. We didn't cheat. Here it is. You want to try and tell us we cheated? You want to try and hand down all these sanctions and, and tell us we have got all these violations that the, only the Patriots have committed? Listen, well, here you go. You've got a clean year. The guy didn't even play for the first four games. Sure They're still going to win. And, so, so, and you won't be able to say anything about cheating. Before we get further into the evening stuff, I just want you to know that I'm not a hater by any means. And I have the, <laughs> the utmost respect for the Patriots. In fact, so much so that in my two fantasy football leagues, I had LeGarrette Blunt on both of my teams and Rob Gronkowski on, 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 on one of them. So by no means do I want you to think that I'm just anti-New England. But from an NFL fan perspective, from a, a casual observer of, of the league and the games, that's where I'm coming from. And, and we'll, get, right. we'll get into it over the course of the evening. <laughs> we I, I sure love, will. I love, yeah, it was like eight minutes in, and we already go to the Trump, like the nuclear option uh, for why they, yep. to get me on, uh, on the Atlanta bandwagon. The um, are a great organization. <laughs> yeah, One he, of the best organizations in America. He is very close <laughs> with both Kraft and Brady, um, and, and he's quoted Belichick on his like campaign speeches. So, oh, um, God. Yeah, you know yeah. what hurts even worse is that I think, uh, I think Matt Ryan is a pretty outspoken supporter of – our guy Barack Obama, which which makes my argument even harder. Oh uh, yeah, you, you're you're tenuous already to begin with. Matty Ice is he's, he's an all American boy. Yep, he is, and and went to school in New England. He's a Boston College guy, so I mean, yeah, he's probably rooting for Tom Brady. Let's be real, the guy went to BC. You can't tell me he doesn't love Tom Brady. Not when he's playing against them. Um, all right, so, so those are your opening arguments. Now here, so I've got three reasons for each team, what I've been like kind of going over in my head, right? And uh, let's go with, um, so reasons I'm rooting for the Patriots potentially first. And then I'll ask you, Brian, to kind of tell me why those things shouldn't matter, all right? 
Sure. Number one, yes, what Steph said earlier, Goodell giving Brady that trophy, the awkwardness, the weirdness, I, I, the potential for some fun stuff there. I, I, I would love to see that, especially after what happened with the Flategate. Number two, no matter the sport, I love, even if it's against teams that I root for, I love being able to witness dynasties and greatness in the moment. I grew up a Mets fan. I hated everything about the Yankees that won all those World Series in the 90s, but I love the fact that I'll be able to tell my kids someday that I got to see Derek Jeter and that whole team play and win. I loved when the Heat were winning their titles, the Spurs. I loved I loved this Patriots dynasty. So to have one more, I think, would cement them all time. And I'm worried that the Falcons may just be that sort of one-season blip like the Eagles and the Patriots were, or the Panthers were, I should say, uh, earlier in the century against the Patriots. And number three, if I you know, pull for an NFL team, the Giants are my squad, right? And they're the only team that's been able to beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. And if the Falcons pull it off, then I can't say that anymore about, you know, my team, quote-unquote. Whereas if the Patriots win this one, you know, I can always say, yeah, but they, they could never beat Eli, they could never beat the Giants, and that's a feather in the cap for anybody that's ever rooted for the Giants, ever. So those are my three things that I could see myself rooting for the Patriots for. So, Brian, tell me why none of those should count, and I'm an idiot for thinking about any of them. Allow me to retort, Mike. So, to, to your first point about the Roger Goodell moment that everyone is, is, is clamoring for on, on the stage, I, I, I disagree, man. I, I, think, I think Goodell and Bill Belichick are too prideful and too curmudgeon to, to ever let that moment be anything more than, than a simple handoff, Right. And and we've seen Bill Belichick on the stage enough times already. Four times? What, five times? How many rings does this guy have already? We've seen Four. Him, we've seen <laughs> it's easy to lose count when you've won so many, right? <laughs> won stage enough times, right? But have you seen Arthur Blank celebrating lately? Have you seen the owner the of, guy's of the guy's got Fal- The guy can dance. The guy's got moves. He's entertaining. Would he's, you rather see that moment a gift machine. Than, than, than Roger Goodell and Bill Belichick? Wouldn't you rather see Arthur Blank? Dancing on stage than 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 Bill Belichick and and Roger Goodell and some forced. I don't know, man. One billionaire is the same as the next billionaire to me. Not, not all billionaires. Not all billionaires are created equal. I think we learned that in November, <laughs> and we're and we're continuing to, to learn that lesson. So to your second point, Mike, okay. about the dynasty thing, I think honestly the dynasty has already been has already been submitted. Has already been cemented. I don't. I think if the Patriots don't win another game for the rest of their franchise history. That this run that we've we've witnessed since the 2000s, since the early 2000s, up until current day, is one of the most impressive runs in NFL history. I don't think they need another championship to to validate themselves. I mean, I know they're going for most wins or something against you know versus the Steelers, like most Super Bowl wins, and I know they're going for you know most appearances and all that kind of stuff. But personally, I think that the Patriots, anyone who's been watching the game for any any number of years, will will can't argue that this franchise and this period that we've witnessed over the last 15 or so years is, is one of the most impressive runs of any franchise ever in NFL history. So I don't think there's anything that another championship is going to do to to further cement that legacy more so than it's already been cemented. And to your point about the Giants, really, dude? 
Yeah, really... that's that's I. You don't know how many times I bring that up whenever I'm talking to Patriots fans who get you know a little too out of hand with their ego and their head so big. It's like, yeah, but right, you, you couldn't right. beat Eli. I get it. I yes, get it. that's been there in person. But how many times I play the yeah, but you couldn't beat Eli twice card when you had an undefeated team when you had Randy Moss in his prime, you still couldn't do it. To not be able to have that anymore, Brian, that could be that could take away a big weapon in my in my sports fan arsenal. But, but is, is that a, is that a testament to Eli or is that a testament to the Giants' defense? Both. That would be that would be both the, the franchise as a whole. I mean, yeah, that that whole period, yeah, the defense obviously did the did a lot of the lifting, but still, it's a, it's nice to point to one logo and say that's the one team you could not do it against. Fair enough. Listen, and and to the Giants' credit, I will say that the second time the Giants beat beat the Patriots, that team scored a, a, a decent amount of points, and I think that that's going to be the thing that does New England in, right? Like the teams that they've beaten in the Super Bowl, you know, the Panthers, the Rams, whoever else they've beaten with the Eagles and and I'm 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 forgetting one other team. The Seahawks, beat. yeah. And the Seahawks, right? These teams they don't score a lot of points. Yeah, but they actually did against the Patriots. That's not really why that team was good. Against, the pa- the Patriots the- win their Super Bowls because Tom Brady usually has the ball with 2 minutes left to go in the game and pull something out of his ass that stuns people like Mike Janella who are in <laughs> awe of the greatest of all time. How much longer I wouldn't go that far. How much longer can he keep escaping? You know, how much longer can he keep, you know, pulling these miracles out of his butt like Steph said? I, mean, I don't <laughs> well, know. I don't that's know. That's I mean, part of the appeal, isn't it? This guy is 40. almost 40 years old and right. miraculously he keeps getting better. Like we really are witnessing something unlike we'll ever see in football does he, again. Does he keep getting better? I mean, who did New England play this season? Their best win is against Pittsburgh twice, right? They who have they who have they played? I mean, he he played in 12 games this year and threw for over 3500 yards, 28 touchdowns and okay. had two interceptions. I mean, you can't tell me that's not an amazing okay. season at for Cleveland. a 39-year-old. At Cleveland, at at the 49ers, at the Jets versus the Rams, like come hey, on. Hey, anybody, hey. Anybody, it's not my fault that the rest of the AFC sucks. Right? You play the, you play the Jets twice, the Niners once. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. Really, on the one hand, right you can there. only on the one hand you can only play who's in front of you, right? Who they put exactly. on the schedule. On the other, this is the same schedule the Patriots have had, at least the division. It's been terrible for 15 years, so we right. we, we have a, we have a baseline. Mowing them down. I'm just saying, put the Patriots in the AFC North with Baltimore and and Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. Take out Cleveland and put New England in that division and see and let's see how 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 it works out in, over the last 15 years. All right, and I, I've got the stats up here. So the Patriots Super Bowls in the Tom Brady era, they beat those Rams, the greatest show on turf Rams, 20-17. to 17. They beat the Panthers, mm-hmm. gave up 29 points, 32-29. Beat the Eagles, 24-21. Those two Giants losses, and then they beat the Seahawks, 28-24. So no, like, 10-7 to seven wins. Lost that game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, yeah, Marshawn Lynch has something to say about that, too. Um, <laughs> all right, so uh, so those are my arguments for uh, the Patriots. So now, Steph, I'm going to give you why I'm rooting for the Falcons, potentially. All right, And you'll me. get a chance to rebut. Uh, number one, they're the good guys here, obviously, right? They're the underdog. They are sort of America's sweethearts this year because of so many people's hatred for the dynasty and the Patriots and, you know, the Belichick, on to next week, all that kind of stuff, the Flategate, uh, Spygate, everything like that. The Falcons... The worst, yeah, right. The, the, that two, three-page rap sheet. The worst thing you can say about the Falcons is they put in fake crowd noise, and that was a, supposedly a one-time thing. So that's my first thing: is that 
you want to be rooting for the team that everyone is behind. It's the feel-good story of the year uh, for the Falcons. So that's reason number one. Reason number two, I'm a big, big fan of fan bases getting their first title. Uh, When the Ravens won a few years ago, uh, which led to them giving Joe Flacco the worst contract in NFL history, it looks like now, uh, I was down in Baltimore with friends, Ravens fans, friends, watching I believe they beat the Patriots that AFC Championship game. I was with them for that. And to see the joy in people's face just to make the Super Bowl and then to end up winning it and to know what that may must be like for the Atlanta fan base, which has had just that one brave season, 95, to really hang their hat on for forever. Like, what this must mean to that city must be incredible. Plus, the Patriots have four of them already. So it's like, do you really need that extra Lexus in the driveway uh, at this point? Number three... Atlanta, the city, is like having a moment, and I'm a big sucker for that too. Like when cities just seem to have everything clicking and working for them, from you know Donald Glover's TV show, winning a Golden Globe. You have like the whole Billboard Top Ten is full of rappers from Atlanta. You have uh, the food scene is getting a lot of love. They've got a new arena opening next year, the new football stadium next year. It just seems like that's a city right now that's having a moment, and you're seeing all the celebrities come out and support and give it Atlanta a lot of love. And I think having a Lombardi trophy to crown that is, would just be awesome. And you get to remember that this was like the year of Atlanta and that that city will have that forever to be proud of. And I love when cities get to have something that they can point to and say, man, that was, that was the time. That was when our city was crushing it. And I think giving them that Super Bowl is a nice way to, to put a capper on that. So those are my three things. They're the good guys the first title for a fan base, and the city is just on a wave right now, and I think this is the nice little ribbon for the present. So, your turn. Okay, okay, here we go. So, for your first point, these are the good guys. It's America's sweetheart. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I get it. Everyone wants to hate on the Patriots because they're so successful and so good, and everyone's sick of it. I get it. But can you even name more than like two people on the Atlanta Falcons? I can't, I, I literally don't think I could. Why should until that matter? I, Doesn't well, I mean, so, so you're blindly rooting for people you don't even actually care about. I, I that just seems like a waste of energy. So, I mean, you might as well just be rooting for commercials. Four guys on the Falcons team. At least. Okay. Well, okay. Uh, I mean, maybe Mike can because Mike is, you know, an avid sports fan. But the rest of America, come on, guys, you're you're blindly rooting for someone you don't even know them. So that's what I have to say about rooting for America's sweetheart. Um, as how for that, number how two, any, how was that any different than any national election? Like, how was that any different than any any campaign of, over the last thirty years? Right? Are we, even, so we're advocating that we place, want people to blindly root for for people they don't know. How many people place allegiance behind? behind someone or something in which, in which they know little about, you know? Too I, many. Way too many, and that's 100%. my point. Even without, just, everyone's without gonna, even taking it to politics, just every year the Super Bowl, I mean, it's only two out of a potential 32 teams that make it. So by default, because your team like, most likely is not in it, you have to choose this every once in a while. So, uh, I mean, well, this, this happens yeah, every year, no I, matter who's in the, in the Super Bowl. But you can't tell me, you can't deny that of all the teams that could have played the Patriots in this Super Bowl, I mean, this has to be the team you know the least about. You know a ton about the Cowboys. You know a ton about the Packers. Like, this is a team that it kind of flies under the radar. Okay, no, duly that's noted. Some may argue okay. that's part of the appeal, but yeah, it's a good point. All right, so all continue. Right. Uh, your second point, this would be the first title for this fan base. To that, I say, and maybe we'll exclude Brian from this, but 
what fan base? I mean, this is historically a shitty sports town. Sorry, Brian. It is. These people do not show up to games. Yeah, the Braves had a run. They suck now. No one's going to those games. I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that the Falcons have like the worst or second worst fan equity by uh, so many surveys. And I work in the sports industry, so I probably see these more than the average person, but it's, it's unbelievable how few people actually love these teams. And I'll be able to take some video and pictures when I'm there in Houston on Sunday, and we'll count out how many Falcons jerseys are there. And so, uh, yeah, sure. It's their first title, but who's going to celebrate? I don't know how many people are coming to that parade, but I will tell you 2 million people will march in Boston. If, if the Patriots take home the trophy. Wow. Uh, so quick, quick insertion here. Brian, how do you feel about that assertion of Atlanta being uh, a shitty sports town? I mean, listen, it's not it's not wholly inaccurate, but I will say that you have to understand the composition of Atlanta. Right. So there's the city of Atlanta and then there's the metropolitan Atlanta area. And they're very two different things. And the city of Atlanta, where I'm from, the cultural core of the region. The folks who were from there who are born and raised in Atlanta and have lived or, or spent the better part of their lives in Atlanta, love those teams and can tell you memories from, from when Dominique Wilkins played for the Hawks can, can, you know, recite some old Braves facts from 1990, whatever, if not prior people that I know remember when the, when the Falcons came to Atlanta in the sixties. Okay. So, you know, there's a lot of transplants from elsewhere who live in Atlanta now who, you know, who don't really have an allegiance to a team. And, and yes, because of that, you have a city of, of four million people and, and many of them don't necessarily care for the franchises. But there don't don't think that there there isn't a large population that bleeds for these teams and cries when when the Thrashers leave or cries when. You know the the flame leaves. Were there really tears when the Thrashers left? I, I love everything you're saying, <laughs> but I think I got to draw the line there, man. I mean, listen, there there were tears when when the Thrashers and and the and the the flame left. Not as many tears as when the Braves lost in the World Series to the Yankees, but there were tears. And if you say so, as, <laughs> as an Atlanta, as an Atlanta sports fan, you you you're used to disappointment, right? Like. Every season, you kind of come into it cautiously optimistic because you know that this is Atlanta, and whatever team you're talking about—Braves, Hawks, Falcons—insert team, insert season—is prone to 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 disappoint you. Perfect. So, this fits right into my script. You guys will be fine. It'll be another loss, and you know. <laughs> but it won't be. But it won't be for for a number of reasons that I can get into now, or I can get into later. But I feel like this season is different than than than. Every season that I've ever seen prior, and granted, my 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 barometer is only you know about twenty years of watching, but in those twenty years, twenty five years, I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of good players come and go. Some of which are in the Hall of Fame for other teams. Deion Sanders, Brett Favre, you know, I could go on. All right, say so, yeah, say say the part about this year being different for the for like a closing argument, because Steph, I want to give you a chance to respond to my, my last point. Yes, um, point that, number that three. Made. Yeah, and Brian, we'll get back uh, yeah. to you about uh, why this season's different in a little bit. Yep. Uh, undeniable, Atlanta is definitely having a moment. I'm also a huge fan of, of the Donald Glover show. Um, but, you know, like Boston's always having a moment, is it not? I mean, Patriots Day just came out. Manchester by the Sea just came out. It's getting nominated for a bunch of stuff. Like, I, I mean, 
hooray, Atlanta, that's great. You guys are kind of coming into your own. But Boston's always on the map. And, you know, I don't think it's fair to really take take some of their uh, accolades away just because Atlanta's finally coming into its own. All right, duly noted. Cool. So now let's um, let's go into these closing arguments then. Before I make my my final uh, my final selection, you guys are both killing it right now, and I thought this would make it easier on me, but it's actually making it a little bit tougher. Um, so, uh, Brian, since you were already uh, sort of ready, locked, and loaded for for some talk about why this season is so special, uh, let me know, man. Give me these last couple minutes. Give me the give me the closing argument. Drop the hammer on why I should be uh, cheering for the Falcons on Sunday. So I've been thinking about this for a number of weeks about why America doesn't respect the Falcons. And I think part of it is because of their record, because the Patriots were 14 and two and they only lost one game without Tom Brady and they only lost one game with him. And that's great. But the Falcons could have been 14 and two and the, you know, minus a few late interceptions, a miraculous comeback by San Diego, a, a no call against Richard Sherman against Seattle. The Falcons could easily be 14 and two, Right. And the, the mistakes that they made earlier in the season, they've corrected. Matt Ryan's not throwing the ball away anymore. The defense is playing markedly better. Vic Beasley leads the league in sacks, right? So I think the Falcons... Never heard of him. I think the Falcons... I, well, well, you will. You will. Uh, <laughs> you will after Sunday. I have time to know his name. I promise. So I think the Falcons have, have the tools to, to compete. And, and I think they have the weapons on offense to outscore New England. I think they have the defense to contain New England. And I feel good about our chances this year. All right. Stephanie, All over right. to you. May I? Okay. I think I'm going to take more of a uh, tug at Mike Janela's heartstrings approach for my closing argument. Uh-oh. Uh, I, I got a couple points I want to bring up. Uh, number one, there's this uh, there's this fella on, on the Patriots. His name is Chris Hogan. Um, you guys may not know him. He, I mean, he did have a big game uh, two weeks ago, but um, – he played lacrosse at Penn State in college. You guys have probably heard that storyline a lot the last couple of weeks. You'll definitely hear it during the Super Bowl. Um, what's cool to note about this guy is that he supports a, a charity that's near and dear to mine and my husband's heart called the Headstrong Foundation, um, which is named for my husband's college roommate who died from cancer when they were in college. He was a lacrosse player at Hofstra. And so this guy, Chris Hogan, who plays for the Patriots, wears bracelets. You'll see them, lime green bracelets that he'll wear during the Super Bowl on Sunday, supporting the Headstrong Foundation. He donates money. Love that. Really good dude, doing good things. So that kind of speaks to, um, you know, a lot of the players in the Patriots going out there and doing things for charity. Always love that. He also grew, he also grew up in New Jersey. You forgot to mention that. He sure did. Yes, New yeah. Jersey boy. That's right. Um, number two, um, you know, Mike. I know you're you're a guy who likes luxury once in a while. You take care of your feet, and I know you like slippers. And and how can you not relate to this guy who wears the most comfortable of all slippers, Uggs? I mean, oh, th- this has to be your your guy. I mean, you, you might be getting a um, you know an early birthday present if the Patriots win this one, and I can get your your fan support. Whoa, I'm going to send whoa. you your, your own Uggs, Brian. And, uh, you'll Brian, feel... I, just letting you know, man, I do not take bribery seriously. Okay, this is inad- <laughs> this is inadmissible, so you don't have to worry about this uh, this payback oh, on. under the table. All right, no, you're a man of integrity, Mike. That, that makes me feel good. Yeah, and that, one for other sure. thing, one other thing about about Tom Brady, who who is poised to become you know the greatest quarterback of all time should he win on sunday um 
And this you can really relate to, Mike. This guy, every game, when he does his post-game interview, says hi to his mom. And I just think that is such a Mike Janela move to give a nod to your parents in your post-game interview. You never forget where you came from. I think it's so wonderful. And don't you want to see him say hi to his mom on Sunday after winning his fifth Super Bowl ring? I think you do. Wow, she really did go for the emotional uh, heartstrings there, Brian. Are you scared at all that she went for such a an, an overtly heavy-handed tactic? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not afraid. In fact, it feels like a desperate plea. Um, <laughs> so I'm not. I'm not impressed. And, uh, you I pulled out that, the trump card eight minutes in. I'm just talking facts, you know. Uh, <laughs> that's great. Um, so here's the thing: if uh, with like all the stuff you mentioned there at the end, Steph, I feel like win or lose, they'll be fine. Like Chris Hogan, this national exposure, even with the Super Bowl loss, I'm sure they'll be talking about his foundation and everything, and he'll get a lot of extra love. Uh, Tom Brady's going to say hi to his mom even in a losing press conference. Um, and the Uggs I will refuse to accept, even though I'm sure they would be luxurious and like walking on clouds because I'm a man, like Brian said, of integrity. Um, so uh, coming down to this... Um, to be honest, I was coming into this recording leaning toward the Patriots just because of that, uh, the Goodell handoff and the whole uh, Giants being the only people not uh, the Patriots couldn't beat. But I got to say, I'm going Falcons this Sunday. Brian, you won me no! over. Boom. And I think, honestly, I think if I didn't know anyone from Atlanta, if it was just a city I'd never been to, I didn't know anyone from, I think I'd still go Patriots. But because, like, I know, I know, like, when if they win – just knowing you're going to be somewhere in front of a TV, Brian, watching, and the, the joy that's going to come to you oh and your God. family and your friends. I mean, Steph, no offense, but you guys have had that so many times oh. already, and I you feel like understand. that's what swayed me. Oh, you don't understand how, how happy Atlanta's going to be if that happens. You, you just – I can't even put it in words, man. And what, what sold me, too, was your argument that, uh, honestly, and I think this is what's going to happen, even if the Patriots do win, I, I don't think there's going to be any awkwardness in that, in that trophy presentation. Because I think, yeah, Brady and Belichick are too robotic. They'll make their jokes about Goodell, you know, deflate this uh, over whiskey in their hotel room alone later. I don't think we're going to get any of that on a national stage if it happens. So nope. uh, I think that was a good point, too. Uh, sorry, Stephanie, but, yeah, uh, doing the dirty Man, bird right now. That's all right. Rise up. You know what? My my trip to Houston and and the impending fifth Super Bowl ring will will make this all a distant memory. Wow! I guess enjoy, enjoy yourself. I hope it's not in vain. Uh, <laughs> you know, but uh, I'm 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 happy that you're going to be there and to see it in person. That's awesome. Thank uh, you. Yeah, you can text Brian live, uh, good or bad, how it goes down. Um, we do end the show though, guys, uh, every week with the fun five, which are five fun questions for you and you alone. I decided to get some five questions that you can both answer and i think that'd be a little bit of fun way to end the show if you guys still got a little bit more time you good yeah absolutely awesome so uh, fun five question number one and i guess whoever wants to take it first you can who's the one player from the opposing team in this super bowl that you would most want on your team this sunday if you could make uh, like a last minute trade so I'll go first. Julio Jones. I figured, no your, I figured your answer yeah. would be very easy. Yep. They don't have any legit receivers. I'd love to have him. Well, Edelman and Chris Hogan, that whole receiving core, you don't think uh, that Neither, like neither of whom played, played wide receiver in college. So, yeah. yeah, no. So that one I figured. But, Brian, how about you? Because you, most people would say Brady, but you guys got a great quarterback uh, on your no, own. No, no, no. I don't want Tom Brady anywhere near my football team. I would take LeGarrette Blunt, though. A little... I, I, think, I think he could have some, add some value to the Falcons. Yeah, for sure. I, I just like the way he runs, man. He's such a tough runner, 
and he's so tough in the, in the in the red zone. I know the Falcons do great things with Freeman and Coleman, but uh, I just really like Garrett Blunt. Maybe somebody from the defensive side, maybe a Malcolm Butler or a cornerback. But uh, yeah, no, definitely not Tom Brady for sure. Right, good stuff. All right, question number two. And uh, this is interesting because uh, one of you will be away from home. One of you will be at the Super Bowl. I always have this argument with people, particularly when you're going to a sporting event at a neutral venue. If your team is in a championship game, no matter the sport, would you rather be there in person, Final Four, Super Bowl, whatever, or would you rather be watching like in your hometown where if you win, you can go out to the bar, celebrate, all that kind of stuff? So, uh, Brian, let's go with you first since you won't be at the Super Bowl, unlike one person on this call. Would you rather be back home in Atlanta watching, or would you rather be at Houston? If money was no issue, we took care of it all for you, what would be your preference? I think I want to be at home. I just, I really appreciate the the at-home experience these days. You know, I can rewind plays, and I can argue with the TV and, you know, see if he got two feet down and all that kind of stuff. It's really hard to do when you're in a, a, a live event with people around. You know, I just, I really appreciate the the at-home experience it's, it's better for my nerves it's better from a fan perspective you know you, you know I actually I think I actually agree with you Brian even though I'm going and I'm so pumped I'm really excited to go I do think especially for football watching on tv is is a better experience right. um and I love being around my family for for Boston sporting events in general it's it's pretty cool but you know of course I'm not going to pass up an opportunity to go to the Super Bowl Definitely. but you know, watching at home with family is, is where it's at. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, yeah, enjoy. Let us know if that was the right decision going to Houston this weekend. <laughs> I will. Um, here's another question then about where you would watch the game. Number three, how much money would I have to pay you to watch the game in the opposition city? So, Steph, you'd be at a bar in, like, Buckhead or somewhere, you know, mm. in Atlanta wearing your Tom Brady jersey and say they won. You have to celebrate there. Brian, I'm putting you right there uh, in Boston uh, wearing your, your Falcons jersey. Same thing. So how much money would I have to give you to watch this Super Bowl and your team potentially come out on top behind enemy lines? Listen, man. So – go I, ahead. Go ahead, Steph. Okay. Thank you. So, you know, typically I would have told you it wouldn't take much. I, You know, I don't care. I'll watch it wherever. However – I have been wearing this Patriots like knit ski cap for the last two weeks. You know, it's pretty cold here in New York City. And I've been wearing this this winter hat that has Pat Patriot on it. And um, I, I mean, I feel walking around New York City like I'm wearing a Make America Great Again hat. And I have to say, <laughs> it's not good. It, people are looking at me seriously like they think I actually voted for, for Trump in this election. Um so, As we've so, established, yeah. he's a huge Patriots uh, fan, so it's, I, it's I mean, I you know, have to be honest. together. I came into I came into this uh, this conversation knowing I was fighting a losing battle for that reason alone, <laughs> and I can't really say I blame you, but um, so yeah, for that reason, I don't know. I don't think it would be a lot. You would have to pay me like a lot of money to to watch the game in a Pats jersey in Atlanta right now, just well, because I feel a, like there's a, a lot of a lot of hate. Give me a number. Throw um, out a ballpark number. I think I would do it for ten grand. All right, it's a lot of rent. It's a lot of rent. Yeah, uh, exactly. How, how about you, Bri? It wouldn't even cost me that much for the the for airfare and you know accommodations and my bar tab for the evening. I would gladly go to Boston and talk as much shit to whomever <laughs> would listen. So you don't uh, even want to make a profit. You just want you know what? Cover my expenses. I'm there. 
Nah, man, because 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 the payment would be in the sheer joy that I would experience by being in that bar when my team wins, and I'm the only dude cheering. Um, I, that you can't put a price on that, man. So that's I, I would get that, that's all it would take to get me there. All right, so let me ask you this then, and Brian, you can answer this one because this is a good segue to my next question. Number four, how much would I have to pay you for you to be okay with the Falcons losing on Sunday? A guaranteed loss, but I write you a check for any amount. What amount would make you okay with them taking the L in Houston? I mean, listen, I'm not I'm not a loser but just by, by nature, Mike. So I don't know if, if, if I could ever be okay with them losing for any amount, but – Everyone's got a price. But this is 2017, uh-huh. and I do have goals, and those goals do require financing. So if I were to jeopardize my team's chances for personal gain, it would have to be for a substantial amount. Maybe maybe a billion. I might do it for a billion. With a B? You, that's, you that's, wouldn't do it a, for $1 million? Yeah, I probably would. Yeah, okay, <laughs> of course you would. Thank you. <laughs> You do it for like a hundred grand, I bet. I thought he was gonna say a hundred grand. Yeah, a <laughs> yeah, billion over ten grand. I mean, Get I out of here! <laughs> oh man! All right, so te- yeah, ten grand. Because all right, we'll go with that. Uh, Steph, <laughs> a billion. Uh, Steph, I imagine that uh, your number will be lower just because you guys already have yeah. four rings. What do you What do you say? I, I have one request, and it's and it's not monetary, and it kind of relates to my previous answer. Um, and I've said this to my husband and a lot of my friends. If I could trade the outcome of the election for the outcome of this Super Bowl, I would do it in the blink of an eye. And that's the payment that I would accept. <laughs> mm. All right. That's my answer. <laughs> All right. We'll take that. Uh, not to veer off into politics too much. We're going to get back to question <laughs> number five. Uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, we all went to school together. All proud Syracuse Orange alums in this one. What would you guys rather have happen this year? Your team win on Sunday or the Orange men's basketball team make a miraculous surprise run to an NCAA championship? That was last year. I need the Falcons to win this year. So your final four appearance last year, that got it out of your system for, 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 your, for now? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good for a few years. Absolutely. Yeah, I think I feel the same way. Uh, I choose Pat's. Um, I, I don't know what it is, man. We're just getting a little too far removed from those college years. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it is a 10-year anniversary of us walking down the aisle here in a few months, so it certainly yep. has been a long time. Um, Boy, all right. Well, guys, thanks for coming on. Uh, like I said, I'm still on the road back to the East Coast, so I'll be watching in some neutral fan territory, probably at a Buffalo Wild Wings, whatever. But I wish you both luck and, and happy viewing experiences. Uh, how are you guys going to be watching? Steph, obviously you'll be at the game, but Brian, do you have any plan? I'll be uh, enjoying with a old-fashioned in hand at my new apartment and some friends. All right, sounds great. Uh, anything you guys want to plug? Any social media? Any websites? Any TV shows? Anything like that? Brian, go ahead. Well, you know, I'm on the gram at B Dumas, B underscore D U M A S. Look for me, follow me. Thank you. Stephanie? Yeah, I would say follow Brian for sure on the gram and uh, check out Headstrong Foundation. It's a really good organization. All right. Awesome stuff. Well, uh, guys, stay on the line because I'll wrap up with you off air. But for those of you listening, thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the Super Bowl yourself, no matter who you are rooting for. Also, make sure to go to MikeJanella.com where you can find uh, the previous episode that Brian was on talking about his awesome Instagram handle. Plus, you can find all previous episodes of the show, period, and information on the great outro music that you're hearing right now. All right. Enjoy the Super Bowl. We will talk to you guys again soon. 
And go Falcons! Thanks for listening. It's time to go next time. See ya.